0: This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life.
1: And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love.
0: Hello to all of our family burrito listeners out there. Who's alcoholic pill pop and father with a gambling addiction? Love to give life advice and share his opinion on how you should live your life, even if you didn't ask him. Welcome back to the Family Burrito Podcast, a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. My sister Jesse and I created this podcast as a way to heal our alcoholic pill pop and father with a gambling addiction. Father wounds Jesse.
1: there's always so much involved with the intros I'm like you know you really got to be a good reader to get that out (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. even though you typed it you have to read your own words and and yeah if I were to do the intro you know how many retakes we would have maybe on the first episode still
0: (laughs) yeah 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 well yeah
1: and I kind of
0: like I don't know, some of the words like pill popping, addiction. And so I was like, where where did I kind of get that rhyme of my words, you know, the flow of my words? Because um, one of the psychiatrists at work, he was like, you should be a rapper, <laughs> you know? Because when, yeah. when i especially when I'm going off on something, I'm like, you know? And I've been like organizing my house and decluttering and stuff. And I ran across this book that I had in childhood. And it's the mother goose, the mother goose book. And it has all those kind of words, you know, in there. As Tommy Snooks and Bessie Brooks were walking out one Sunday, says Tommy Snooks to Bessie Brooks, tomorrow will be Monday. So it was like those kind of rhyme nursery rhymes. That's where I got that from. <laughs> you know, and what's yeah. also interesting is as I was like decluttering, I ran across this article. That my mom had saved um when i was seven years old back in 1984 and i guess kids were writing uh, letters to santa claus and um i had written a letter to santa claus i'm going to read it this is in in 1984 dear santa i am seven years old my name is christine i love puppies will you put a puppy in my stocking also a dollar I also want a ball-headed cabbage patch. Santa Claus, you are a thankful man. Merry Christmas. Love, Christine (laughs) Zathras.
1: Isn't that funny? (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but what caught my attention is how I said, my name is Christine. I didn't even know, you know, I use that in our intro, I always say, because I like to introduce who we are, you know? And so I think that's really cool that I've been doing that since I was a child, you know, <laughs> I was born, Just for so this.
1: you know, I'm Christine. Yeah, I'm my name is Christina. Santa. <laughs> I'm your, yeah,
0: Santa. But I love. I was like, you're a Santa Claus. You are a thankful man. I'm like, was I flirting with Santa at seven? I think I was flirting a little bit. You really wanted
1: that puppy. Man, yeah, and we and that dollar and that ball headed
0: cabbage patch. And it's funny, ball headed. Uh, I know that did not come from me. I'm pretty sure that came from dad because he would that say. That sounds like dad. Yeah, he would say stuff like that. Like, I remember he would laugh. He's like, you want me to tell you about the birds and bees? And he was like, I'll tell you how babies are made. And he just would start laughing his ass off. And he's like, they come from a pat- cabbage patch field. And he was like, ar, 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 you know, and so he just, and I didn't know at the time I was a kid. I didn't know why it was so, why he thought that was hilarious, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. It's <is> fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah yeah but his sense of humor he used to be so funny you know i think about that a lot i'm like man he used to be really really funny and you know with it being january um we have a friday the 13th coming up which is his favorite day so i'm not leaving the house and um and his birthday's in january so i'm like oh yeah energy is going to be strong for sure but um where was I going with this oh yeah so I was thinking about him the other day and I was like man if you only he was just had partied enough like in his 30s and like quit when I was like you know because I was like when I was born he was like 36 right so if you think about it like he would have all this extra time to be sober yeah just if he had like like put on the fucking sober hat and said oh I probably shouldn't Not drink so much but it literally took him losing his life like almost losing his life to Mm -hmm. quit drinking yeah and I think I think that's where he fucked up I think that's where like the universe was like no you're not gonna get this this chance Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean like very undeserving yeah yeah
0: yeah It, it yeah all of that was just kind of nuts yeah um I definitely Oh, it was a few weeks ago. Um, prior to a few weeks ago, like a month before, my, high, my hall light has been blinking a lot. And after, I mean, like literally after he died, my all the lights and electrical stuff started doing some wonky things in my house. And it was so intense and strong. And uh, I think it was about a week after he died. Um, I It was on a Sunday. And it was just like in the afternoon and I was like, you know, all this stuff had been going on the house, all this electrical stuff, you know, my house was haunted and I was talking to Sophia. I was like, Sophia, have you done your homework? And all of a sudden the power went out like on a (laughs) Sunday afternoon went out. And so (laughs) Sophia and I were both looking at each other when it happened too. It was crazy. I mean, it like, it was like, boom. And so we look at each other and we both were like oh my god we had chills we just knew you know and so we got the pendulum out and all that kind of stuff and that's when dad was like talking to us you know um you know making jokes about you being gay you know and um because I was like dad dad uh do you have something to tell me and he started spelling sister and I was like Jesse has something to tell you know here I'm thinking you know sense of urgency and he was like
1: jesse is and like
0: jesse's what jesse is what like i thought maybe she's in danger yeah you know what i mean and he's like do so you
1: know a funny story i want to oh my gosh okay finish your story you so, go, so go,
0: anyways go. he spelled out jesse and it was like really slow the way he was doing it, it was very dramatic yeah. because all the other questions we i was asking he would do it really fast and then he started with mess messing when did with this
1: him. happen like when did this happen do you remember like a time or date
0: rather it was the week after he died the Sunday after he died
1: okay so you know what's so funny about that is my mom (laughs) is is mad at me because uh I sent her a text saying oh I have something to confess and she thought I was going to confess to being gay (laughs) but it was really a joke about eating poop
0: that's funny that's funny yeah and so also he I had asked him do you have any money like that we don't know about and he was like yes and I was like where's the money and he basically said it was under his mattress he and he was totally messing with me like all and it was like totally him because anyways um so you know things started calming down you know after a while um but so you know, fast forward a month or, month or so ago, you know, light flashing in the hallway. And I was like, Oh God, here we go. But, um, so there was a few weeks ago, there was something I was like struggling with internally. And I was like, dad, I need your help. Can you help me with this? And then 30 minutes later, the power went out.
1: Oh, that's that's wild.
0: Yeah. And, um, Sophia was home and we were like, Do you wanna do you wanna talk to Grandpa Charlie? And he started spelling out D A D D Y over and over, Daddy, 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 Daddy. And which was funny because he would if he wrote me letters whenever he was over in the Iraq war, he would, you know, say daddy o, you know, because I don't I didn't ever call him daddy, you know, like yeah. gross. That's
1: weird. Yeah, yeah. like gross. Call me daddy. <laughs> yeah, call me
0: daddy, yeah. But, um, anyway, so, uh, and there was some issue, there was some issue going on with Sophia at school being sexually harassed by this kid. And she ended up, you know, going to the principal and stuff and they took care of it. And, you know, I, we asked him, you know, did, did, did this come from you? And he was like, yes, you know, and basically saying, this is a lesson. And I don't really know why, what it is just maybe standing up for yourself. I'm not sure, but. You know, there were some other, you know, personal questions that I asked them and I was like, okay. And it was just funny because, and literally what happened when I asked dad, can you help me 30 minutes later, I walk out. Cause my, I was letting my dog out and it's dark, you know, and I saw this flash of blue light and then the power went out and someone had basically wrecked their car into the transformer or something. So, oh my God. Yeah.
1: It was wild. Oh, did I tell you about that wreck I saw on Christmas Eve? Uh-uh. Okay, so I, I saw, like, guardian angels do their job that day. It was insane. Um, so I was headed to the gym Christmas Eve because I'm a psycho. And I was at the stoplight going west. Mm-hmm. And there was a car to my left, like, barreling through. Almost hit another car, stopped at the stop sign going uh, east Um, and but they were like turning to uh, like there's another car turning and at that stoplight right and they were going the same direction that that lady who was just barreling through went they mm-hmm. she missed him by like an inch I swear mm-hmm. and the other person at the stoplight saw it and I saw it and then out of nowhere this lady like i thought maybe she was just like going fast well i saw her and she was asleep oh my god she's like this homie she's like and she ended up hitting a patch of ice instead of hitting like if she had just kept going she would have hit me because i'm stopped. i can't do anything other than watch <laughs> yeah and um and my reaction at that point was like really slow. So anyway, she comes barreling through, hits this patch of ice and ends up sliding into this concrete apartment building sign, like right next to me, to my right. Hmm. And um, I'm like this, you know, like, holy shit, like, did that actually just happen? And then I get to her, the fumes of the car are so bad. So I don't know for sure, like, cause I couldn't smell alcohol. But she had said she, like once she realized I was on the uh, phone with the cops, she called her husband to come pick her up mm. and said, "I'm by the liquor store." Oh my gosh, being raised by an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know that's their destination point. Like, right. That's the store they know. And when she and she was asleep, so when she and she was probably going like thirty-five, forty miles an hour, when she hit this concrete wall, um she definitely was concussed you know what I mean she had whiplash for sure she was it was not a good good at all and she was like trying to leave mm. I'm like tr- and, and I'm just like no dude you need a paramedic you need something but I'm really hoping that she was just asleep and not totally just wasted yeah but your gut and your
0: instinct said otherwise right and experience
1: <laughs> well I mean it's the holidays. <laughs> Yeah. One of the most depressing times of
0: the year, right? Oh, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Like I have had so many clients, I don't know either, I, I guess, because I don't know. I don't know what the pattern is or why, but I've had so many clients come in and tell me, you know, holidays are hard, not because of family, because of a lot of deaths around this time. And I'm just like, damn, you know, yeah. now, why do pe- so many people die around the holidays? Cause they're depressed. But, I remember um, a few Thanksgivings ago, I um, was going to the liquor store to get some wine or whatever it was, and there was, I mean, the store, I think I was trying to get there when they opened, or I can't remember, but or maybe I was just driving by. I don't know, but I just know that the liquor store was not even open, and there was a line all around the building from the liquor store, and they weren't even open. Oh, and I know what happened. I had to go later to go to that liquor store and it was so packed in there and i asked told the lady the cashier i was like man there was a line out the door and she's like yeah they're like trying to get in the doors even before it opened like people are that like stressed out you know with their family they're just and and they're gonna go do the thing that feels normal to them you know drink or whatever it is like cope and but also people like you know, when we're stressed and anxious, we don't, we it's hard to see what our choices are. You don't have to spend the holidays with your family. You don't have to, you can do whatever you want, you know? Yeah. If you're you're doing, if you're my rule of thumb is if you're doing something out of obligation, you should not do it. If you're doing something out of pressure, don't do it. If you're doing something out of guilt, don't do it because it's not, that's coming from your childhood brain. That's coming from your anxious brain. It's not coming from your wisdom. And so it's like, you know, I, you know, my rule of thumb is if I am feeling, you know, uh, rushed or you know panic that is definitely not the time to make a decision you know because I'm in I'm, my I'm childhood you know don't so. ask me questions <laughs> like
1: right. yeah I, I'm not 100% with you on that yeah
0: and and nobody nobody's on fire so you don't need to do anything you don't have to answer that text message right away you don't even have to respond to it you don't have to answer that phone call like what's interesting about the universe whenever you don't do it right away and wait the whatever the thing that's so urgent actually ends up working itself out or if it's constant urgent with the same person then maybe that's like okay this is toxic you know what I mean and so um you know I just I just know that in the past I've always felt like have had a you know answer that text message really quick and then also like okay am I answering this right am I texting in a, in a I want them to know everything, you know, whatever it is, you know, and, uh, and I've also, so I've tried to really shorten my text messages because with men in particular, you send a text message this long, they're not going to read it. They don't, that's, that's overwhelming. That's too much, you know? And I look at, I look at women, you know, we're kind of like chihuahuas, you know, we're like, you know, and we can't let the man get a word in edgewise. And we want to give them advice and and then we wonder why they shut down and just want to go watch tv you know right
1: yeah you know? and so i'm not raised by a man so i like i do keep it pretty simple like some men are like wow you say a lot of like necessary words but most get of to the, the, the time point. you just keep it simple and i'm like you get to the point oh yeah I would, my dad would stop listening yeah yeah you, you get to the <laughs> point you know yeah and then also it does annoy men. I think they're just like, why are you fucking talking so much? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. My my
0: ex-boyfriend told me, you know, if you send me a text message this long, I'm just going to go like this, <laughs> you know, because he was telling me about his ex-wife sending him In this the sleep. same
1: way, though. Yeah, honest. same. Like, who like, the fuck has time to read a book, first of all? Yeah, yeah. Like, I barely, right. I've just got this book. and I'm Oh, like, yeah, I've been thinking about have you read it. Are you ready? I've been thinking yeah. about
0: it. No, it keeps coming up on my Kindle, so
1: oh No, you gotta get it, <laughs> yes, yes, we we'll read
0: it together and, and, and yes. reflect on it.
1: So, but that's my thing. I'm like, okay, I already have a book to read,
0: <laughs> yeah, right. And if you
1: need the phone, fucking works both ways, honey.
0: And I'm gonna you read this, me. I'm gonna read this one, Who, Atomic, Atomic Habits. Habits. Have you heard of this one? Uh-uh, no, this is, is like Jane's clear,
1: clear, Cle- 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 okay.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. This is like shoot, my microphone just fell. Um, but this one's mm-hmm. uh, Atomic Habits, and it's basically like how to stop those toxic habits, and he has different techniques, you know, uh, of how to do it. So
1: oh, that's what's up. I'm excited. Um, uh, so- oh, you'd be proud of me today too. Before we get onto something else, you'd be proud of me. There was a road. Wa- there was a road rage situation this morning when I was on my way to the gym. And in my head, I'm like, man, this guy can follow me, follow me to the gym. I'm going to a martial arts gym. So <laughs> like, please follow me, you know? Well, anyway, it, it's, it was snowing this morning, mm. winter in Colorado, fucking snow. And um, when it, it's snowing or potential ice, you do what now? Don't hit your brakes. <laughs> so I needed to get over, but the guy to my right, um he would not allow it he was either speeding up or slowing down to like a dangerous speed right like he was just being an asshole so I sped up and I just got over and he like w- was really close to my bumper but I have a trailer hitch so hit me bitch <laughs> uh-huh. like it'll mess up your car more than mess up mine so um he turns his brights on at me and then he starts cussing me out and i look in my rear view like i look in my mirror and i'm like what's up man and then he's like cussing me out and i just like well i do this i'm like little dick and then i'm like jesse don't taunt him so i put my hand down i'm like you're not a man like you have a, a healing leg right now it's not like you're gonna go fight in the snow <laughs> like just yeah out, right well he pulls up right next to me and he shows me a gun like he he points his gun at me oh. and I'm just like almost rolling in my eyes at this point. How many guns have been pointed at me, but I've never been shot at. Yeah, I'm just like, how there's a lot of pussies in this world. They're gun-wielding pussies. Anyway, yeah. so he does this and then he starts to get out of his car and he's like, he has his gun and I just give him the thumbs up. I'm like, you're OK, dude. I was like, this isn't a good idea. I was just basically saying, I'm not going to fight back. Like, uh-huh. gun regardless. I'm just like, I could like, he was out of his car. I like my first instinct was almost to like run him over. But instead I called the cops and I let the cops know, Hey, there's a crazy guy driving around trying to start fights. With people, some crazy little white dude he was like that's the funny thing I love when they ask the race you know I'm like it's a crazy middle-aged male who has a small dick
0: (laughs) yeah I was gonna say why don't they ask the dick size
1: that's important
0: that's important to to the identification (laughs) (laughs)
1: like I saw him clear as day black jacket fucking gray hair gray beard like he drove a Subaru Legacy. Probably couldn't even afford the car payments on that. Like, poor guy was stressed out. You could tell he did not want to. And I and I thought about it. Like I was shaking because you know when you get so mad you start to shake. I I looked down at my hands and I told my hands it's okay. Mm. and guess what my hand stopped shaking as much oh my god i love it you were regulating your nervous system yeah because i was like because i've been like waking up every morning saying uh, telling myself i am loved i am loved Just mm. as like as much as i can without it being really fucking annoying mm-hmm. and um but that's been changing my my responses to things right because yes. i'm like remember you're love jesse so is this guy yeah he's just yeah. angry Yep, yes. <laughs> I am. I am. I am
0: very proud of you. Like I, and what you're doing is you're building resiliency in your nervous system. So every time you encounter that kind of thing, you know, you're, you're building more and more re- resiliency to where those kind of situations actually will be less and less. You won't even have to deal with, you know, deal with them as much. And I, but I love that. I love, yeah. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud. I'm impressed. I'm proud of you. I knew you would be,
1: I was like, I'm glad we're recording today. So I would, yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm that inspires me. Like that, that is super inspires me. But yeah, when you, when you start off with your morning with gratitude and saying, I am love, I'm love what you're doing scientifically, you are releasing oxytocin, which is the love hormone and it's the love hormone for yourself. And so that that helps like starting your day off with love for yourself not i mean you can do it for the world or whatever it is but love for yourself start start it always starts with ourselves right
1: yeah cuz um, my initial thought is oh i hate waking up <laughs> well and one thing you said
0: was you said you wake up angry and you wake up yeah. anxious or whatever and so i love cuz what you're doing is you're creating a new pathway in your brain
1: i'm trying yeah the so there's a lot of different techniques i've learned like through um habit forming these habit forming books and stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but one of the one of the main things that I've noticed is people that are the most happy and like the most genuinely happy. it's not because they like follow a, a Christ or um a God or whatever you know what I mean it's not because of that it's like it's it's just because they love themselves.
0: And they follow themselves.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, whoa.
0: Yeah. Cause that's, cause religion, <laughs> religion is following, um, religion is following man. Spirituality is following yourself. And so, I mean, I will say that starting my day off with gratitude, you know, that just, I am even grateful for even the challenges I go through. I'm even grateful for my mother being a narcissist. I'm grateful for my dad being an alcoholic. For the longest time, I was kind of like, "Why?" I mean, for for a very long time, I was like, "Why did I have to go through all that shit?" I was just born. I, all I did was just be born, yeah. and I was born into shit after shit after shit at shit, shit after shit. And so now I can see why I went through those things because I've had I've helped so many clients and people in general to see through my own story, and my own experience that their mother is a narcissist. I mean because when you have a parent who's a narcissist, it's so difficult to explain why it's so bad because it can be now it's different with men versus women, but it's the same, but it's kind of a different experience. But like with mothers because you know society conditions us to believe that mothers are your biggest cheerleader and they're taking the cookies out of the oven and they're going to be there for you and they got your back, you know. Yeah. So fucking not true. It's so Mm -hmm. not true. It is absolutely false. These are humans who are broken. And so, but we don't know that as kids, because these people are giving us food and shelter. We don't know anything else, but this world. And then what the outside world tells us. And so it's hard to know, like, you just take it in, take it internal. And so, and so now I can see why I went through the things I did. I had to, because Now I help people in a different way. Now that I work through that stuff and can like when somebody starts talking, even like their husband, you know, I don't know why he just got out of prison and he's bringing all these girls around and he just laughs at me and all these things that she's describing as a narcissist. And I'm like, have you ever heard of the term narcissist? You know what I mean. (laughs) And so you know, it's and it's really and it's I I love seeing clients because I can see them in myself like get that light bulb moment and go, Oh, it's not me. What? And it's, it's kind of like, what? Like so shocking and surprising. Cause then you go, Oh my God, it's not me. And, and seeing that light bulb go off for, in people is, is super exciting.
1: I bet. Yeah. And then, and then that gives that person a chance to feel empathy for that other human that might be treating him a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like you might feel victimized at a particular moment, but then you can take yourself out of the victim mentality mm-hmm. and put yourself into how they're actually yeah. a victim of a lot of yeah. trauma. Yeah. Right. And that's how they're dealing with their trauma. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's all, everybody's reacting to what happened to them and the future, the past, the present, all of it. Right. Cause we're all time is time. We're all living in this one moment at once. You know, does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like everything that's happening has already happened is like it's timeline is a timeline it's Mm -hmm. can't really go backwards every or and the only way that we actually go forward in time is like living these moments that have already been like yeah lived out yeah it's it's crazy like when you start getting into physics and all these different types of sciences you're like oh my god (laughs) Yeah, yeah I'm not actually yeah. sitting down,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. and and like quantum physics talk talks about all the different timelines that are out there just waiting for us. They're just yeah. they hanging, waiting, you know? And so, um, yeah, there's been times where I'm like, okay, future Christine, I want you to tell me what I need to be doing or show me the opportunity. show me, show me where I need to, which choice or whatever, which turn I need to make. I'll even ask past Christine, you know, hey, show me um why I'm struggling with this thing. Like really what is it? You know? And yeah,
1: always trust your instinct. Yeah. Because you yeah. it's, your, it's yourself telling you, hmm this is dangerous. This is yep, there. yep. or you know, um, if you feel like if you're driving and you all of a sudden you get anxious, it might be because a wreck just happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're and you're you know, yourself knows this. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's also nice to see how far you've come, you know, like I used to be so controlled about the weather, what what the weather's doing. I mean, I would, I would create states of anxiety over the weather, snow, ice, rain, tornadoes, you know, I would create states of anxiety. I would recreate trauma through weather because my mother conditioned me to believe that weather is scary. You know, there's so many times I'd be in the car and she'd be like, Oh my God, it's a thunderstorm, you know? And so that I was conditioned that way. And so, you know, now I, it's been so long since I've, I don't look at the weather every day. I don't look to fork. I don't look at the map, you know, whatever. And it's funny because now that I don't do that, there's hard to, I don't ever see hardly any weather events, you know, but, you know, a few weeks ago, we did have those tornadoes and we talked about that. And so, I, you know, we had the tornado warning and, you know, all of those kind of like a, the groundwork for, for a panic attack because, you know, I was driving into work and driving to a clinic I don't go to very much. And so it was already kind of like an easy, you know, when you're like, I, hopefully I can get, know how to get there, you know, even though I'm using my GPS, there's I'm going through like residential streets to get to this clinic and then the rain starts and I can't see now. And now sirens are going off and now my phone is going off. And then I pull in the parking lot and lightning strikes in front of my car, you know? And so it was like this groundwork for total panic. I run in the building, we're hunkered down in the hallway, but I was okay after 15 minutes. I was able to get myself out of that and not think about it. Although I did have that, you know, thing where I was feeling uneasy so that that event brought up something that was buried deep in me, which was really good, you know, where I had this belief about myself that I'm a fuck-up. Yeah. It was a belief yeah. that was not true. It came from my mother saying that about our dad. Your dad's a fuck-up. He's an alcoholic. He doesn't pay child support, mm-hmm. you know? And and then vice versa with him. You know, your mom's a fat pig, stupid bitch. You know, it was just <laughs> like, there was zero love, you know?
1: So much body shaming in our family. Yeah. And so much- well, you know what's yeah. so funny is that, you know, my mom never t- paid child support on me, mm-hmm. and or Sierra. You know, it's it's all really funny how these people get in, like no trouble at all either. Yeah, but with uh with Dad though, at least he like kind of tried a little bit. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't a total deadbeat. He, yeah. He just, he's just a little fucked up
0: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah
1: and but I, think, I love it
0: I, I oh, also right. think I, I'm sure he did not want to give that fat bitch stupid bitch you know money Why, well, I you know that would be the worst thing like ugh, gotta give her money you know what I mean
1: well so, especially because he probably thinks oh well she's getting an inheritance you know why does she need my money right
0: right which you probably, know he married her you know most of the reason right
1: yeah. Dude, Mac had just married Wendy, mm-hmm. a multi-million family, millionaire family, right? Frank Kent, like, go to Fort Worth, you're gonna see Frank Kent all over the place. Mm-hmm. The zoo, everything. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a fever dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, um, but yeah, it. So of course, he tried to marry into church's chicken. He probably was like, ooh, I mean, that's basically Frank Kent. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He was trying, and
0: he was probably, you know, there's probably multiple reasons, multiple things to it. He was probably trying to get the same respect as his older brother was getting, you know, because I don't think he got very much respect, you know. Well, Mac
1: also wasn't freaking doing all the drugs and all the alcohol, you know, Um, even though Mac might be like he might not be like the best person on earth right mm-hmm. and Karma has pretty much shown him that in the past 10 years mm-hmm. um, should have been better <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know um, I think that he can reflect enough to know yeah. why people distance themselves from him mm-hmm. and uh, yeah like he He's not the best person, but he definitely tries in some in some ways, yeah. to be. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean,
0: you know, we all have our good points, and yeah. we all have our trauma toxic points. You know, I mean, I'm very yeah.
1: Because he's like his first memories are our grandma yelling at our grandfather. Mm. Like those are some of his first childhood memories, and him covering his ears with pillows so he could sleep. Mm. Like that's such a traumatic thing to have to go through just 10, 12 years old. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. As a developing young boy. Yeah. And then also at this point, they didn't have money. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they were broke mm-hmm. still. And um he just led a total different childhood than dad did at, at that point. Because when dad was starting to get developed and grown, he grandma already had the dress shop. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he lived in a, t- he lived in a, wor- a world where he was spoiled. Like he had a different parent than Mac did, you know what I mean? And then, and, and even today I will say that like they hated each other so much because there were so much Mac and dad, They were so much alike in so mm-hmm. many ways, but like dad's like the fuck up. Because he did all these fucked up drugs and all this stuff. And, then and he Mac, was the like, one that
0: was physically abused. Yeah,
1: right. And Mac, you know, and, and dad even says Mac defended him.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Like he's like he said all the time, Mac would always defend me and like make sure yeah. that my dad like my dad would stop hitting We're well not my his dad, but his stepdad. Yeah. yeah. Would stop hitting him. And all these things. And then um that's just that's so crazy to think about having your your stepdad beating on you and then your little your big brother comes in and like protects you and then later on in life because of whatever drama happened possibly money because it's all about money mm-hmm. they got they they hate each other you right. know they're gonna always like and roy will never admit it but he's also he's the biggest piece of shit
0: mm-hmm.
1: why, do <laughs> really? <laughs> why do you say that? the whole bunch really why do you say that He's just, he, he's a shit-starting motherfucker. Mm. He knows exactly what he says, and he and he thinks he's, like, clever, but he's not. He's a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Roy did. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, they didn't kill you yet because you're probably going to choke, choke on your own fucking food like Dad did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's, like, old, like, he's shittier than Dad. Mm. And he was sober. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he did yeah. this sober.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad
1: would have never been that shitty sober.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I look at you know just kind of an outside perspective that they they all had their own survival mechanisms that they use, whether they were yeah, they and Roys not being a piece of shit. Yeah, and they all have their <laughs> own survival mechanisms, but you know, something you sort of sparked me. You said about Roy, like you know. I mean, would you say he's, like, more calculated, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Very manipulative. He he plants seeds and then uses those seeds, like, 15 years later. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he will make sure that you're on his side in certain ways so he can use you later. Mm-hmm. But in real reality, if you Google him, he's just a fucking perv that takes pictures of women in bikinis really yeah i didn't that's know all that. of his like his photography website that's all it basically is like he's taking mm-hmm. pictures of my uh girl this girl i know courtney mm-hmm. yeah i was like that's
0: gross why is he that's taking gross. pictures of girls in bikinis what is he Are because you-
1: he's a photographer videographer okay
0: and so like people like models come to him so they can make yeah
1: stuff- yeah but i'm just like he's a perfect He's probably like jerking to him. Oh
0: gosh. I'm <laughs> not oh, gross. I'm gonna get
1: sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I'm just, wanna think if I end up this reality, I want you to be in, as miserable as me. <laughs> no, that's too much. it's too much. Too much. <laughs> Dude, I it's like what I saw when I originally saw it, it was like fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. His sight, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Dirty yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, well, I
0: I don't really know him that well. I mean,
1: good, he's a dirty, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just my, again, like people feel like they have to hang out with their family. I don't if I don't like somebody, whether they're family or not, like I'm not gonna hang out with them. And it's not that I just don't really know them very well, and and my my gut, my instincts doesn't say, hey, let's go hang out with them a bunch. You know what I mean?
1: My instinct says go tell them what pieces of shit they are, so they know how they you feel before they die.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> You're so funny. I am loved. I am loved. <laughs> I am loved. I am loved. I guess Roy is too, but I I just really like. He's just a master manipulator, and I don't. I'm like I've seen it since day one. Mm-hmm. I've never fucking liked him. Yeah. When I feel like when your little kid self doesn't like an adult, there's a reason why your little kid self did not yeah. like an adult.
0: Yeah, like you picked up on those vibes early on as a kid. Yeah!
1: Oh, piece of shit. Yeah. Worried about himself. Uh, Possibly will start a second family without the knowledge of the first family. Mm-hmm. Knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just, just really shady, shitty vibes there. Mm-hmm. And like, Yeah. <sighs> I'm not getting getting invite to the funeral now, but um. <laughs> did you
0: have one before? I don't
1: know. Can I give a eulogy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh
0: shit! Oh my god.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, because I want to talk shit about the dead because I might come haunt me, bitch. Yeah, you kill yeah. Me. Come haunt me. <laughs> yeah, you're funny. You're
0: funny. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Did would you did you see like how did Grandma Lou feel about Uncle Roy? medium medium mm, yeah interesting never
1: never mad or never happy with so that almost,
0: man. In, almost indifferent that's yeah that's the worst when someone's has indifference ooh, that's not good like that's worse like you're she not
1: felt like he has a piece of shit
0: like you're not gonna love or hate me you're nothing nada what like oh my you don't care if I live or die like that is not good I
1: think that like she loved him but it's also one of those things where he um he he probably made his bed too many times with her and since he was the middle child she's like yeah
0: well, and also, too, you know, speaking of manipulation and, and, you know, a chess player, that was our grandma, right? So <laughs> right. You're not going to outplay her, okay? Like, right. no, I don't think so. Like, you're not going <laughs> to outplay her. She's going to have the last word. She's going, no. And so I can see, I can see kind of that little power, because it's like a power struggle dynamic. That's actually kind of cool. I, I, I kind of want to, I want to hear more about that later, because... <laughs> that's just that to me is like some like soap opera shit you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah yeah and speaking of grandma, i have a picture of grandma on my desk
1: oh she's so pretty yeah her, her. she's
0: got a lot of highlighter on or something or maybe it was the flash
1: oh honey she loved that blush yeah it's probably i don't even know did they have her is that a thing in makeup world back then i don't know but she definitely has a lot of
0: moisturizer on
1: she got a lot of glow. She's always had yeah. a lot of glow. She's always had that almost iridescent look. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't she, know
1: how to pull that off.
0: Yeah, she was. She was a beauty. I know. And then one last thing before we end. Something funny is she had a, a dog. It was a great Pyrenees, right? That's what the kind of dog it was. Flo-Jo. Oh, Flojo. Yeah. Uh, what I thought
1: he was. A, I thought she was a white
0: lab. I don't know what she was, but she's the whitest yeah, dog. She's a Yeah, she's a white. So, our racist. So, I was like, Jesse, I am the slowest person on (laughs) earth because I, it just hit me one day. Our racist grandmother had a white dog and named it after a black athlete, which is Flojo, Florence Johnson. Yeah. I was like, I, now it hit me because no wonder every time they would say Flojo's name, they'd start laughing. Like I didn't want, and Dad would laugh, FloJo like, and get FloJo high too. You know, blow the smoke and marijuana
1: smoke. Oh, FloJo loved to smoke weed.
0: Yeah, (laughs) so
1: I like, but I was always like, why does everybody so laugh when they say her name? You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing is, though, like Grandma actually did like FloJo the runner. Yeah. Um, she still holds, I think, the most Olympic medals in running today. I believe Mm -hmm. I could be ignorant about that, but she's one of the was one of the best she's now gone yeah. um but i think that you know grandma being born in 1927 poor poor thing she didn't know she was like yeah flojo that's a great name for her daughter. yeah I love yeah <laughs> yeah she's just i just
0: you know the irony in this damn family is just it does not i don't it's just so crazy
1: and, it, and she likes she likes athletic people grandma yeah. liked yeah. athletic people so yeah. if you could do anything that's like figure skating running yeah. tennis, any of the things man she that's
0: what impressed her
1: she like she didn't go fuck if you were was she football. was she an athlete was she athletic like she liked to play golf and tennis
0: oh yeah, that's right that's right she was yeah. a really good golf was she like semi-pro i don't know she was a
1: semi-professional golfer and she was the first woman to play at the Ridgley country club in, mm-hmm. Texas.
0: Mm-hmm. that's cool
1: that's yeah. she She made a bet with the men and she won
0: see and that's one thing She
1: opened doors for women
0: yeah she did she did but closed them on thanksgiving to her granddaughter
1: bye bitch
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god well that's all i know baby girl i love you so much jesse i'm so glad that we got caught up and recorded an episode we've been so busy but i love you you have a great day you too i love you too bye